Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Cosmic Navigator Show. We are at our seventh uh, this season. And first of all, I would like to start off with uh, thanking a lot of you guys. Uh, I've been getting uh, quite a lot of uh, very heartfelt me messages from you, whether it's on text, on WhatsApp, on uh, email, asking how uh, my family and loved ones are. And uh, thanks to the Lord, they're all accounted for. And I wanted to talk about something completely different today, but obviously, uh, I think we should address what is going on uh, in the Middle East. It was a pretty intense time uh, this week. We talked last week about the Black Moon, but we never I never suspected that the Black Moon will cause uh, the devastation that she did all around the world. I know that you are aware aware well aware of what's going on uh, in Israel right now. In Gaza, you also probably know about the 2,000 people that died in uh, uh, the earthquakes um, in Afghanistan. So it has been a very intense week. And we'll talk about certain patterns that are happening right now, especially in the context of uh, what's going on in Israel, because it really is... Um, <laughs> A sad, even more than sad situation. You know, I was talking a few days ago because my friends uh, a lot of time ask me about what I think is going on in Israel. And I discussed this with a lot of uh, uh, my family. One of the things I was saying lately is that, and I think I mentioned it here also, that in the Middle East, there is in, in Israel the situation right now, because Israel and Palestine are both Tauruses and Uranus, the planet of unpredictable uh, energy. Uh, since 2018 until 2026 is in Taurus. Last time it happened, the same place it was right now is World War II. So and if you think about the idea of World War II that a lot of the Palestinians uh, blame, in a sense, the guilt that humanity had towards the Jews in after World War II that pushed the creation of the State of Israel, which is not really accurate because the State of Israel was created in 48 and it already had the infrastructure of a state three years after the war. Definitely, it gave it a big push and maybe the vote in the uh, United Nations would have been different, but again, even the vote in the United Nations was not really uh, taken seriously by the Arab states that invaded Israel in '48. But I don't want to go too much into uh, that. What I want to uh, mention is the idea that both, like I said, Palestine and Israel are Tauruses, and Uranus being in Taurus, and Uranus is all about revolution. It's all about unpredictability, unexpected energy, surprises, awakening. Uh, it also is the joker in the tarot card, in the playing card, and the fool in the tarot card. So what we have, and I mentioned it again and again, and I think also here, and maybe in my book, because I remember what I wrote in the book, I write it every year, so I don't really remember what I said. So anyway, what I was saying recently quite a lot is the fact that we are missing the 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 let's say the wild card. It's as if uh, we were playing cards for a while in the Middle East, but nobody got yet the Joker, the the fool, and the Joker and the fool is that leap of faith, that um, a push into the next level, this thing that will shuffle all the cards differently. And I believe what happened in October seven and still going on right now is that wild card, the thing that nobody expected, um, that I think that Hamas didn't expect it will work so well, and I don't think Israel expected that Hamas will do that. Uh, the notion, at least in Israel, for 
the recent few weeks, few months is that Hamas is not interested in any confrontation, that they would like to take care of the people in Gaza and that they're not interested in creating any kind of um, uh, problems to themselves because they know that it's very dangerous if Israel invades Gaza in the land. And everything about what happened in October 7 and 8 except uh, was unpredictable, except that if you look retrospectively, at least astrologically speaking, I'm sure that also if you look at intelligence and information that uh, the army got, they would go, oh, okay, retrospectively speaking, yes, we should have guessed that this is something that's going to happen. So we'll talk about certain patterns that relate to Chiron return, that relate to Jupiter return, that relate to nodal return that is happening either to Hamas, Palestine, uh, and Israel. So we'll try to cover that uh, today. And I wanted to also uh, more personally, because obviously I'm from Israel and I have a lot of family and friends in Israel, and I've been worried about the situation. We talked about it so many times here about the terrible things that are going on in the West Bank with certain Palestinian, with a certain, uh, mo- a lot of Palestinian, especially shepherds being harassed by settlers uh, about this crazy prayer that was going on in uh, Sukkot with 3000 Jews that decided that they have to climb back to uh, the Holy Mount. Um, not to mention this incompetent government that the last agenda of the government was how can we make sure that religious uh, uh, Jews in Israel, the Hasidic, or Hasidic, the, the Haredim, the, the observant Jews, will not go to the army and that they will get the same rights that the, the, the soldiers that tried to protect these villages, some of them were taken hostage, a lot of them died, are getting. So the whole agenda in the in the if this war was not going on, what the the uh, government of Bibi Netanyahu would do right now is sit down and figure out how can we excuse uh, all of these men from going to the army and serving, uh, and instead studying Torah. Because according to those uh, religious, these fanatical religious people, they think that the reason why Israel is sustaining itself is because of the prayers of these people. So they wanted the men not to go to the army and to get the same rights that soldiers that actually risk themselves uh, to save these guys uh, will get. So just think about the context of all of this that is happening. Obviously, uh, you cannot say that because of the 3,000 people pray- prayer in, um, in the Holy Mount this happened, because this operation sounds like it's been planned for many, many months. So it's not like uh, something new. But the idea that Israel is going through a crisis, uh, the idea that it has a terrible government, and the concept that everything is allowed in the West Bank, the West Bank became basically the Wild West, uh, that religious fanatical uh, Jews can do whatever they want and harass whoever they want. So obviously there is many layers to what is going on, and we're talking about uh, scores of years or maybe decades that have been going on, It's some conflict that has not been resolved, but we'll look into the charts in a second. But I really wanted you guys to get like the maybe the background to everything that is happening. So first of all, just for you guys, I know that a lot of you are very hooked to the news and know precisely what is going on. But just uh, to let you know, uh, October 7, it was a Saturday. It was Simchat Torah, the day that the Torah was supposedly given, the day that everybody resets the reading of the Torah. So now they start reading the Torah all over again. It happens, it takes them a year uh, to go over the whole five books of Moses. But anyway, it's a day that um, a lot of people are in vacation. A lot of people are not uh, serving in the army. A lot of people are basically uh, home. So it was a Saturday. 
So anyway, the Hamas gunmen used explosive to break through the border fence. Now, some people suspect, if you'd noticed in the news the last three weeks, there were a lot of demonstrations by the fence that were organized by Hamas of people pushing against the te- the the fences. And now people are thinking in Israel that maybe they've kind of uh, sabotaged the fence slowly and pushed against it so that when the day came with the bulldozers came to take out that fence that cost, I think, uh, $1 billion and was supposed to be um, a virtually Im- impenetrable uh, border. It just goes to show that walls on the border uh, don't really work, even if you spend $1 billion for only 37 uh, miles. It's not that long of a border. It's not like uh, between Mexico and and, the United States. But anyway, what happened is that uh, they break through the border fence and then crossed with motorcycle pickup trucks, uh, paraglides and speedboats uh, on the coast. So it was basically an attack that was going in through air, uh, like basically air, uh, earth and um, water. So at least 600 people were reportedly killed in Israel um, and more than 300 have been killed in Gaza. We don't know how many hostages are. People say up to 100 uh, the military also took captive, took captive back into the coastal uh, Gaza, including women, children, elderly, and now we know also people with uh, special needs and paraplegic. So we're not talking about a regular war situation where soldiers are taken or men are taken. We're talking about women, children. There are accounts there of women who are 80, 85 years old, Holocaust survivors that find themselves now in Gaza, someplace without medication, without any uh, help. Some of us, we don't even know where they are. So that's kind of uh, the situation. Some 2,000 people have been wounded on each side. So it's only two days, if you think about it. Now, Hezbollah also fired a lot of uh, rockets at first, around four or 5,000 rockets, just uh, kind of uh, a way to um, draw like the attention maybe to the rockets instead of what was going on. And it's kind of interesting that uh, Bibi Netanyahu told, uh, get out of there to the Gaza residents, uh, get out of there because they want to invade, get out of to where precisely. It's a 2.3 million um, people are uh, in one of the most heavily uh, populated areas in the world. And it has been under Hamas control since 2007. We'll see that there is a significant to that. So that's the situation right now. If you um, look at some of the people that were uh, kidnapped, you're talking about an 85-year-old grandmother, another 80-year-old with three of her grandchildren. She took care of them, and uh, one of them is special needs. But we have no idea. There's a lot of kids that were uh, taken out of this rave party. It's called nature parties that they had, uh, coming to listen to DJs and ending up in uh, the Gaza Strip as hostages. So basically, I think that what happened also is something very interesting. In Israel, we're starting to realize how this uh, um, issue with religious people and their fanaticism is affecting life in Israel. Of course, uh, you can see the, the, the economy going off right now because of this ultra-religious and ultra-nationalistic government. So much funding is going into religion, so much focus is on religion. And what happened is that probably the people in Hamas said, okay, these guys are uh, just as fanatical as we are. Jews are getting into Taliban mode just like us. So we should attack on a Saturday because on Saturday there's no public transportation. So even when the army said to soldiers, come, uh, we need you, uh, they couldn't get there unless their mother would pick them up, uh, which was actually what happened because there's no uh, public uh, transportation in Saturday because of the... um, 
religious Jews uh, forcing Israel to be more religious than it needs to be. So that was one thing. The other thing is that there was a lot of places in the army or bases that had half people less than that because, again, it is a Saturday. So they knew real. They realized something very uh, well about Israel that, again, uh, Taurus, you know, Taurus is the golden calf. The golden calf of Israel became its religion in a strange way. It's kind of a upside down situation. Uh, for example, this is the grandmother. Some of you can see with the three, three uh, grandchildren that was just uh, kidnapped. So you're not talking about a regular situation of war. You're talking about something completely different. And therefore, the reaction is going to also be uh, very, very intense. So why did they do it right now, the Hamas? Well, there is a lot of um, theories about it. First of all, um, I'm pretty much sure, like a lot of other people, that it was Iran behind this because Iran is extremely worried about that axis of Saudi, Israel, and U.S. basically taking over the Middle East and making the Middle East a, a much safer place. So uh, that is one of the background. The background also is the fact that um, Israelis were very blunt, the government, about saying that they're going to be peace with uh, Saudi Arabia without paying any attention to Palestinians. So, of course, that created more of that... Uh, uh, unsettled feelings, you can say, on both camps. And I'm not talking about the Hamas. I'm talking also about the Palestinians in the West Bank. So all of that came together. It's kind of a terrible soup of um, unfortunate uh, situation that led into this. Now, what the Hamas wants is basically to have as many kidnapped uh, people as possible, as especially kids, women, that will shock the Israelis, and they want to release the prisoners. There are supposedly around 5,200 prisoners, um, Palestinian prisoners in uh, Israeli jails. So I think that their attempt is to try to bargain that again. Last time the North Node was in the same place it is right now, in Aries, the whole thing with Gilad Shalit happened. If you remember 2006, there was a soldier that was kidnapped in Gaza and one soldier, uh, they ended up releasing scores, I think over 100 uh, uh, Palestinian prisoners. One, A few of them are actually now the one that are leading the Hamas. So again, the same concept is happening right now at the North Node return. I always told you North Node return that happens every 18 years or so, 19 years, um, is very, very crucial. It's a time of fate. Um, so it is definitely um, a pretty intense energy right now with that concept of Mar uh, the North Node in Aries. North Node is all about what we are supposed to learn. What we are supposed to learn, we're supposed to learn about Aries. What is Aries? Aries is liberation. So I understand why there's so much talk right now about wanting to liberate ourselves, whether it's Palestinians, whether it's uh, secular Jews from um, uh, religious Jews, whether it's religious Jews from the army, you know, so all of that is there. And also Aries is war or Aries is uh, identity. I am, who am I? What am I? What do I want? Where am I? So Sometimes we have to fight in order to discover our identity. We have to break away from things. And that's precisely what is happening every North Node move, every time the North Node moved into Aries. And that happened in July this year until January 2025. So that's the first thing about the cycles that is happening right now. And we can expect in this next year and a half quite a lot of wars everywhere because 
of this north node moving into Aries. Aries is also the sign of Muhammad, the sign of Moses, the sign of Christ. You know, these three religions that are all focusing on the promised land, the land that was promised to too many people. And that's a problem when you promise, you know, God should know that you can't go around promising the same place uh, to so many people. Anyway, that's God's problems. But the idea is, that the North Node in Aries is a time of um, figuring out my identity. And a lot of time it is through war and through aggression, which could be a little bit problematic. So let's talk about more the astrology of what's going on right now. Everybody is paying attention to the fact that this incident happened or this war, they call it Sukkot War now, some people. So anyway, the Sukkot War started on October 7th. Uh, the Yom Kippur War is October 6th of seventy-three. The Hamas attack was October 7th, sorry, it's wrong, uh, 2023. And that means 50 years. Whenever you see 50, and we talked about it so many times here, we talked about it in 2020. I did a whole uh, episode about it. We're talking about Kiron return. Kiron is the wounded healer. Kiron is the one that was teaching all the gods and demigods in ancient uh, Egypt. He was the teacher, the, the musician that taught them music. He taught them healing. He taught them herbs. And he taught them how to fight. That's Chiron. Chiron is the half horse, half human, the centaur. That was the teacher of Achilles and Patroclus and Ajax and uh, all the who and who in uh, the ancient Greek mythology. So anyway, every 50 years, he returns back to the same place that he was before. That's what is called Chiron return, like a Saturn return or like a Jupiter return. So what happens now in the chart of Palestine, the chart of Israel, is that it has two Chirons, one on top of each other in the same place. That happens every 50 years. First time it happened in Israel's uh, history, bang, the Yom Kippur War. And what happened in Yom Kippur? At that time, Golda was there, which is kind of interesting, synchronistic, that right now uh, the Golda movies is being, um, is being released in the last few months and people get again connected to that story. Maybe it's good for you guys to watch that movie or to watch some documentaries about it. But the whole thing about back then is that Egypt and Syria caught Israel unaware uh, and there was a big offensive in Sinai and the Golan Heights. Uh, I remember it very well. I remember it was the first time. I think I was like around five years old at that time. And I remember it, uh, being at my parents' house. We just moved into this new house. So I was very excited. I was preschool or grade one. And I remember suddenly the sirens and I was asking mother, what is that? And then she told me, we have to go to the shelter. I said, why? And she said, well, there is Syrian planes coming and they're bombing us. I said, why are they bombing us? They don't even know me. I took it very personally, maybe because I'm in Aries. And I remember that as being a trauma of people who never met me, who never saw me, who are trying to kill me. I took it very, very personally. I didn't understand why they're trying to kill me, my parents, my family. It seemed so ridiculous. And that was 1973, October 6. It was, again, on a holiday, Yom Kippur, when, again, the army wasn't completely ready. And the, the intelligence had no idea of what's going on. And think about it. Right now, we're talking about a, a, a coordinated effort of at least 150, 200 uh, soldiers in Hamas, uh, uh, soldiers that were, they say, basically a commando, uh, so they knew very well what they were doing. You have to coordinate 150 people, at least 200, 300 more for all of the uh, uh, <clears throat> logistics and everything. It's very difficult to say that Israel had really good ears and eyes. Everybody's saying, where is the Fauda of Israel in Gaza? 
and how come it wasn't aware of it? That's the same thing that happened in 1973. So there's definitely a very strong link. Everybody is comparing it to what happened in Yom Kippur. And even they're saying it's worse now because back then it was soldiers maybe that were taking hostages and they were treated as soldiers in a sense. Now you're talking about civilians, some of them having health issues. You know, they moved, they got into this... Um, 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 senior civic uh, home, basically, senior citizen's home, and basically took people, some of them in dementia, they had dementia, they didn't understand what was going on. They started mocking them by giving them uh, guns and singing around them. I mean, we're talking about really primitive thing. And maybe that's part of the fact that we have Kiron in Aries returning. We have the North Node in Aries returning. Kiron returning to Aries every 50 years. North Node returning to Aries uh, last time it was 2005, 2006. It's every 19 years. So it's two cycles that have to do with Aries. And I'm an Aries, so definitely I love the sign Aries. But Aries is very tribal. That's why I talked about Moses, Muhammad, Jesus. And there is something very tribal about Aries. And, and it could be also very, very primitive in many ways. So one of the things that happened in 1973 after the war that was good, besides all the death and the devastation, something good that happened from it was that within four years, we had a, the beginning of the peace with Egypt. So that is something uh, pretty intense and pretty, uh, let's say, there is a ray of light there that maybe in a few years we'll get some kind of peace. Uh, also, it created a change in the government. Before that, it was the labor uh, government that was holding to Israel from 1948 to 1977. 1977, if you remember, Begin became uh, the prime minister. It led to the Likud, and it started the tilt towards the right. Maybe at first it was balancing. Now the right uh, is completely so far right that you can't even see it. So uh, anyway, there is still some kind of chance. Now, there is another return to Aries. Um, what happened last time Uranus at the North Node was in Aries was actually when the Hezbollah, which is in the, they're also a proxy army of Iran, they're in Lebanon, and they're way more equipped than, equipped than Hamas. So the whole danger right now is if Hezbollah joins, that would be a whole on war in the Middle East. Hezbollah has 5,000 guerrilla warriors so there are, or, or, or commando warriors sorry, that are much more than what the Hamas has. It's much well, it's well funded and it's basically a whole country in a sense. And they have in 2006, which was again 19 years ago, or 15 years ago, uh, sorry, 18 years ago, there were like 4,000 rockets that were sent to a month-long conflict. And I remember even my grandmother at that time, she was in Haifa and the bombs fell and a lot of the rockets fell in Haifa. And she said she doesn't remember it as bad even in the War of Independence. So there's a lot of these cycles returning that has to do with Aries, unfortunately. And Aries, again, is ruled by Mars, uh, the god of war. And also, unfortunately, uh, for the Middle East, the Hezbollah became much more more strong, especially after they were practicing their warfare in the Syrian civil war, uh, you know, back uh, when President Bashar al-Assad was uh, inviting them. So, again, this is something that is related very much to that occupation of Aries. So this is the chart of um, uh, October 7, 73. It was a Saturday also. It was a Yom Kippur and a Saturday. Now what happened, it was Simchat Torah or, or Sukkot, which is the holiday that comes after Yom Kippur, by the way, and um, also on a Saturday.
So that was probably the convergent that they wanted to um, achieve in order to create the complete surprise. But anyway, if you look at um, the Yom Kippur War, you saw that it is Mars retrograde. I think we mentioned it right now a few times when Mars was retrograde. Next time Mars is going to be retrograde. If you got my 2024 book, well, you have to pre-order it. You'll get it on October 13th. Mars retrograde we're going to have in 2024 between uh, December 6th all the way up until February 2025. And Mars retrograde, one of the thing is whoever starts the war loses. So it's interesting that the Yom Kippur War started with Syria and Egypt uh, attacking Israel and they lost after, um, what was it, uh, three weeks or so. Even though it was very devastating, again, that's because Mars is retrograde. Now Mars is not retrograde, therefore it's going to take longer, the conflict, and it's going to be even worse because the eclipses are now happening October 14 and 28. And remember last week, I told you guys, next week, we're going to talk about the eclipses and what it does because the eclipses are going to be in Aries and they're going to be really intense, quickening things. Well, they're going to definitely quick the war. So what's happening now is we entered the eclipses, and I think I told you about that in my last email I sent you. So October 14, October 28, we're going to have the eclipses in Aries and Libra. Libra, yes, is peace, but Aries is definitely war. So there's going to be a big expansion of um, the fighting or expansion of, or, or let's say things are going to move much faster in the context of this situation, October 14 to 28. Um, Jupiter return. Another thing that's happening is the Jupiter return to um, uh, Taurus. So first of all, if you remember, some of you know from from uh, back in the day, Gilad Shalit is an Israeli soldier, was captured. We talked about it by Hamas in 2006, and he was released on October 18, 2011. It was five years that he was in, um, uh, in Gaza. Now, Bibi was the prime minister back then, had to exchange, oh, sorry, 1,027, I said a few hundreds, 1,027 Palestinian prisoners as part of the deal between Israel and Hamas. You're talking about releasing one person who is a soldier for 1,000. They have supposedly 5,000 more. Now they have women, children. You know, there was, a, I didn't, I didn't want to share with you the videos. I got a lot of videos from my friends, uh, Hamas videos, videos from Palestinian friends that send it uh, to me. And one of them was about this um, kid asking um, the mother, because they're kidnapping, I don't know who shot them, I think somebody from Hamas, uh, asking, kind of crying, are they going to kill us? And the mother saying, I really don't know. I really don't know. I mean, scenes like that are coming more and more back to Israel. Um, There was even a girl that was probably from that party so high. A steal probably from some, you know, something she took, mushrooms, whatever. And she was taking selfies from Gaza, still not understanding w- what's going on. And I think that that was a very strong, let's say, symbol of or a or, or representation of the shock uh, that people had. But anyway, 2011 is very important because it's a Jupiter return to uh, our current time. So you know, Jupiter returned to Taurus. And like I told you, Palestine is a Taurus. Israel is a Taurus. Jupiter returning to Taurus is supposed to be good to the sign it's returning to. So that's why I'm saying this is a terrible thing that has to do with Aries. But let's say, thank God, Jupiter is in Taurus because last time Jupiter in Taurus, yes, there was the release of the soldier. And I'm sure for a lot of Palestinian families, it was joyous to have 1,027 people uh, returning back home. So now there is this Jupiter return until June of 2024, 
wherein Jupiter in Taurus could maybe facilitate some kind of exchange of uh, prisoners or at least getting the hostages out of Gaza. Because the way Hamas works, uh, you, they usually use them their own kids as um, um you know, as protectors, as shields. So they usually hide their headquarters next to schools or next to hospitals or under places where they have a lot of kids because they know that at least the Israel is trying as much as it can, as much as it can, but definitely in war, there is a lot of fog. But uh, what they're going to do now is definitely use these uh, hostages as a human shield. So they're not going to want to release them so fast, at least not until the um, war in Gaza is done. But Again, there is something interesting about the parallel between a Jupiter return and the nodal return and how they interact with each other. Um, now, it also, part of the background, background for everything that's happening now is, don't forget that Qatar has been paying the Hamas and to the Gaza quite a lot of money to build up, to try to, you know, solve the situation through finance in many ways. So the billion plus dollar in aid that was received, that, that Hamas received from Qatar alone, um, the years could have gone into building Gaza, could have gone into infrastructure, universities, building things. Uh, but instead, Hamas devoted all of that uh, into digging tunnels, getting cement instead of building things, digging things, um, and uh, build rockets and everything that has to do with death and um, uh, revenge instead of building their own uh, country, which is precisely what, by the way, Israel did before it became a country. It really it put all of its influence, all of its like money and finance into infrastructure because that's how you basically create countries. Once you have a country, then you can ask for its liberation. But right now, nobody's going to be wanting to, even before, uh, do any kind of negotiation with Hamas. So this is the chart of Hamas. And it's really interesting that I told you and I warned us all that the, the black moon is going to be in Leo on top of Venus. Uh, now you can see why the Hamas has no problem kidnapping women, kidnapping children, uh, causing all this devastation, because in their natal chart, the moon, which is uh, the white moon you see here in Leo, is right on top of the black moon, which is the mother of the demons. You know, according to the myth, Lilith is basically eating children. So Hamas was created well when the black moon was on top of the moon, literally one degree away. Is it one degree away? No, 15 minutes away. So literally, it is a perfect conjunction of the black moon and the moon. So what is the moon? The moon is an instinct. Uh, instinct in Leo. Leo is bigger than life. No wonder they succeeded in taking over Gaza. But it's on top of the black moon, which means that there is a darkness inside that is almost impossible to negotiate with. And you can see here in the chart of Hamas, the moon, which is the people, are basically the, the, the people that Hamas is supposed to take care of, is getting a square from Pluto in Scorpio and Mars, the god of war in Scorpio. So both the most difficult planets, Pluto and Mars, are at the top of the chart of Hamas, which basically is, you know, talking about leadership. But look at that very strong square that Mars and Pluto, destruction, death, uh, war, is causing to the moon, which is the very people, the Palestinian people that they're supposed to take care of. So that is kind of, um, that is their chart. But again, even Hamas is now uh, going through a big, big, big transition with that um, Saturn return, with that Jupiter return. Now, Israel, funny enough, also has the moon in Leo. So again, 
Palestine and Israel have both of them the sun in Taurus. Hamas and uh, Israel have the same moon in Leo. So I always said that when you're fighting somebody so much, you become more and more like them. But I guess it's also happening in the chart itself. But it's also interesting how Mars of Hamas is in Scorpio and the Mars of Israel is in Leo, which is basically squaring. And squaring means, of course, to fight. One of the biggest things that is happening in the chart of Israel is not only the Jupiter returning back to Taurus and the North Node return that was going on up until July. That means that Israel was going through a fated time, less free will and more fate. But what biggest thing that's happening right now is Uranus sitting on top of the sun. Uranus is now 22 degrees area, uh, Taurus. Israel's sun is 23 degrees Taurus. Once in 84 years, Uranus moves on top of the sun. And that's what's happening right now for Israel. And that means an awakening of the sun. The sun is usually the leader, the, the head of the country. It also talks about revolution. It talks about uh, unpredictable things, unexpected things, breaking away from the past, uh, uncertainty about the future. And it talks about revolution. It talks about um, disruption. So literally the next year, Uranus is sitting on top of the sun of Israel. Once in 84 years, you go back last time, it was during World War II. Um, yeah, the nodal return we talked about. So now what I'll do is, yeah, by the way, I feel so terrible talking about it in this context, but um, my book is available in pre-orders. And I ordered, I also made it possible to go on, do, on uh, Google because some people said that they don't like to support Amazon. They don't want to deal with Amazon. I understand. So that's why it's also going to be on Google Play. You can just Google my name or the astrology of 2024 and you'll get it. And um, I wanted to, first of all, do talk about the week ahead because uh, that's what um, we do here. Um, let's see. So what's happening the next week, um, share. For those of you who can uh, see my uh, little chart here, I hope you guys can see it. Yeah, so funny. No, wait, this is Israel. It's not um, Cosmic Navigator. Wait a sec. Mistake here. Yeah. So I hope you guys can still see um, what we have here. October 8, 2023. Today, right? Yeah. So today we have Mercury in Libra, Minerva in Libra, Sun in Libra, the South Node in Libra, Mars in Libra. So definitely quite a lot of energy in Libra. Now, there is a rule in astrology in general. If there is a lot of focus on one sign it leaks to the opposite sign. We talked about it quite a lot. It's almost as if the sign can't contain it, so it needs to um, uh, leak to the opposite sign. There's too many people here. Go to the other side. You know how it works? It, like in airplanes, suddenly they tell you, uh, we moved your chair around. I mean, you're move we moved your seat uh, because there's too many people in one side. So what happened now is we're trying to balance the airplane in a way. So that's one of the reasons why there is so much aggression going on right now, even though we have only, you see, North Node in Aries, Chiron in Aries, the Chiron return that's going on to Israel, the North Node return that's going to Israel, not only to Israel, the whole world. So you can, in general, look at what happened in your life, 73, it's returning again. And Chiron talks about insecurities and old wounds that are surfacing, okay? 
So right now, all that emphasis in Libra makes us leak into Aries. And that's why we have so much uh, conflict right now. Not only in, you know, in the Middle East, I always tell people the Middle East is kind of a loudspeaker of something that's going inside everybody. Everybody has a Palestinian, uh, has a West Bank. Everybody has a Hamas uh, terrorizing thoughts, terrorizing health issue that is affecting you. Uh, something that you're putting a lot of money in that actually destroys you instead of putting money into something that really helps you. We all have the Hamas. We all have the Hezbollah. We all have the Bibi Netanyahu and the crazy fanatical thing inside of us. You know, so... Even if you're not in Israel, you don't know anybody in Israel, it doesn't matter. Something happened in 73 that is very significant. Something happened also in 1923 that is very significant because this is the Kiron, ret the Kiron return as well as something very significant happened in 2005, 2006, 86, 87, 67, 68 because those are the last time the North Node was in Aries. So this is definitely still a week of conflict. The moon in Leo, again, it's very, very interesting that the moon is now in Leo and Hamas and Israel is at war when both of them have the moon in Leo and the moon was in black moon. Sorry, the black moon was in Leo when the operation started and leading up to the operation. So the whole planning of this operation in the last nine months, the black moon was in Leo, precisely the place it was uh, when Hamas was born. So today, tomorrow, the moon is in Leo. Be careful not to be too dramatic, uh, too um, uh, bigger than life. You know, it's good to be big, but uh, don't be overacting. Uh, uh, we don't have uh, Venus retrograde, Mercury retrograde, which is great, but we do have to be aware the eclipses are getting closer and closer and closer to um, the peak, which is, again, October 14 and October 28. So... October 8th, today, the moon is in Leo. Tomorrow, the moon is continuing to be in Leo. And actually, tomorrow, there is a beautiful sextile between the moon and the sun. It should really help you. It's a little window. It's a sextile. It's like open, close pretty fast. Or there could be something opening that might not last for too long, but it's going to be beneficial. And the fact that Mercury is on top of Minerva can be very good with negotiation, getting to come to some kind, getting to some kind of compromise, being able to be... Uh, much more focused on finding ways to communicate better because all that emphasis in Libra is definitely helping us find new ways of communicating, connect much more to beauty, to design, to colors, and actually help you with some element of um, uh, anything that has to do with relationship, partnership. And again, this uh, yesterday, I mean, the 7th, the 8th, the 9th, let me see right a second, the eight, seven. Um, yeah, so what was going on since October 6 is the perfect conjunction, you can see, of the moon, uh, the Venus and the black moon, which is enhanced today. Uh, sorry, tomorrow. Tomorrow, the black moon is sitting literally on top of Venus. Uh, zero, zero degrees Virgo. And I told you Virgo is about criticism. So the next nine months, you have to be careful of perfectionism, over-analytical criticism, make, making sure that your money is accounted for, that everything is balanced in that sense, because Venus in Virgo is suffering. She's uh, basically fallen. And not only she's falling, um, while she's falling, Lilith is kind of uh, sucking her blood. You know, it's a really terrible time for Venus. And why is it so important that Venus is suffering for us? Because we now have 40% of the chart in Libra. So a lot of energy is going, and not only 40%, but also Jupiter and, and Uranus in Taurus. So we have one, two, three, four, 50% of the chart is governed by Venus right now, 
all the Taurus planets and all the Libra planets. And Venus is, is fallen for the next three weeks and in the next few days on top of the Black Moon. It is definitely a dark time, even in relationships, even in partnerships. Really be a little bit more aware. So if you're having the Monday blues, eh, totally makes sense. It's going to get a little bit easier when the moon is picking up um, the energy and the moon is moving um, on Wednesday. So yeah, so it's Monday, Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday, and especially Tuesday is very, very intense, not that easy. So I'm warning right now because there could be a lot of issues with the black moon again on top of the light moon. Remember, we talked about it. That was in the chart of Hezbollah. And on top of it, Venus is um, um, fallen. Definitely watch it Tuesday. Tuesday is not an easy day. And on top of everything, all of this uh, cluster of... Um, crap i don't know how to call it uh, the moon venus and black moon all occupying the first few degrees of virgo it's opposite to saturn so definitely a lot of karma is downloaded you can expect monday tuesday bad news especially because we also have pluto the lord of death stationary on tuesday and uh, starting to retrograde on monday so if to make even things worse we have that um a pluto stationary pluto stationary pluto is a lot of death so it's been stationary on um a... ah sorry it's going direct Wait, am i seeing something wrong oh yeah yeah that's good so from um wednesday so tuesday and wednesday we're having Pluto stationary. Pluto is the Lord of death and transformation. Stationary means that it's stuck. It's almost as if the Lord death is sitting here, kind of not moving. It's killing and killing and killing. So we can definitely expect some, not the best news at Tuesday and Wednesday. Once um, Pluto goes direct, which is uh, on Thursday, and the moon is drifting away along with Venus, away from uh, the black moon, there should be some uh, elevation of the energy in your personal life. There should be some flow things flowing better. But we have to wait until Friday, Friday, October 13th. People ask me, why did I try decide to publish the book at that time? Because I wanted to do it before the eclipses, but I also wanted to have Venus uh, the moon, sorry, activated by Libra. And the moon in Libra is starting on Friday. So Friday, Saturday, and a little bit of next Sunday, we're going to have the moon in Libra, the moon of peace. Of course, it's not going to create peace, but at least it's going to facilitate some flow of uh, better energy or better vibe. So that's happening October 13. On a Friday, we have the moon moving closer and closer to the sun, there's a lot of clarity of mind. There's a lot of ability to communicate better with relationships. Beautiful energy. And then on uh, Saturday, October 14, we have, you see, the new moon eclipse. And the new moon is going to be in um, 21 degrees Libra, which is a child giving birth a drink at a fountain. That's the Sabian symbol. Um, again, Something to do with water, something to do with children, something to do with uh, supporting life, birds, which is interesting because it's an air uh, sign. But again, Saturday, you have a new moon. It, even though it's an eclipse, it is a new moon that is kind of blessed because Minerva, Mercury, the moon, the sun, all of them are coming together in the new moon. But it is a eclipse of the south node. And south node eclipses are not the easiest because south node represents what you need to cut away from. So basically what it means is that you are 
supposed to start a process of cutting away from something, to let go of something. And again, maybe it will help the the situation in the Middle East or someplace else by helping people let go of their negativity or let go of their hate or let go of their ignorance, uh, hopefully. But unfortunately, with that North Node in Aries, which is just gearing towards war, um, it's going to be very, very tough. The day after, on uh, October 15, is a Sunday. The moon is moving into Scorpio, sitting on top of Mars. So the Sunday is a shift. Monday, Friday, Saturday, there could be some flow. But then on Sunday, we have the moon on top of Mars. Even though there's a beautiful trine of protection, there is more instinct to fight, instinct to, um, uh, to, to be more aggressive uh, than normal. So again, I'm sorry that uh, we had to take our time and not talk about the eclipse. Uh, maybe next week we'll talk more about the eclipse. Uh, I wanted just to make sure that as much as I can, I'm sure that you guys are getting more information from other newslet, uh, news outlets. This is not a news outlet. And I urge you to really read about both sides of the story and to really understand I think there's both sides to the story when you talk about the West Bank, but when you talk about Hamas, there is no story. I mean, they're just evil. They're not evil to Israelis and Jews. They're evil to the uh, people of Gaza. You know, So they're basically kidnapped 2.3 million people, and they keep them under terrible, terrible situations. So I think that in that case, there is no balancing, but definitely the situation in the Middle East that has to do with um, what's going on with Palestine needs to be resolved. It needs to be a two-state solution. But again, you guys are not here to learn about politics. I just wanted to make sure that you understand the, the, the cycles that are now happening and how you can implement them personally uh, into your life. So thank you again for all the good um, wishes. Um, thanks also for you guys for making my book uh, the number one on Amazon uh, for pre-orders. So again, thanks a lot. And if you can uh, uh, encourage other people to get it, that would be great. And also, if you know any podcasts or places that I could promote the book, definitely send me an email and suggest, especially if you know the people, that would be great. And on the 13th, which is a Friday, like we said, one day before the new moon, the book is going to be available on hard uh, hard uh, copy and soft copy. This year, I decided to try the hard one. And also, we're going to do on, on the 23rd at 6 p.m. You're going to have a recording. You can just join for free. We're going to do a, bunch, a book launching and a meditation for the eclipse. So that's going to be Friday at 6 o'clock LA time. So again, thanks a lot. Um, send prayers and love to everybody in the Middle East and I hope the um, prisoners or the hostages come back unharmed and untraumatized thanks a lot and good luck